0: Uh, welcome to our EFL playoffs review show um, So yeah, it is what it is Let's begin from the top down So, Championship playoffs um, Brentford versus Swansea Let's begin with Oh, so Bournemouth, my bad Bournemouth.
1: Yeah, no, no. Uh, we'll, we'll do the uh, Playoff final preview in just a wee bit But um, uh, it, was, it was just EFL playoffs on steroids In its best form <laughs> um red cards controversial penalty decisions good goals terrible defending uh all of the drama that we want to see uh in it as well and then obviously there's the added the added carrot of um fans being there to see it as well um the first leg was you know as as expected a very um uh, tight tense game for the first half at least when you know i don't think anyone was too surprised when arnold danjuma scored on a counter attack for bournemouth with a lovely crisp finish into the bottom corner across goal as he so often does um and you know thomas frank will have been frustrated that he didn't uh, you know uh, an aggregate an, e- an equal aggregate sorry i should say uh back to west london um, because Brentford rallied. Um, um, Brian and Boyama missed a very good chance, as does Emil Kondes. Um But Brentford were more than worth their, their win, uh, you know, in, in West London in that return leg. Um, helped a lot by uh, Chris Metham uh, winning dunce of the year. Um, he was obviously brought in for the second leg after not playing in the first leg and you know he, he didn't really see me without opening 20 minutes no. and um, it was a catastrophic decision which you know might have cost Bournemouth a place at Wembley
0: Yeah um, you know that Dan Juma goal could have been a proper killer but um, hmm. for Bournemouth to uh, be self-conscious of our own quality and to strike back as best as they could you know it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's fantastic I, I didn't have much hope for them at 2-0
1: well, well it's it, yeah, because I, I think, obviously, we know, you know, with Brentford's horrific playoff record, you know, nine campaigns, nine unsuccessful campaigns, um, it kind of felt like um, the end for Brentford after that went in, you know, and especially the manner of the goal, you know, how inexplicable it was that, you know dan juma could literally be one-on-one with a goalkeeper after a corner only eight minutes in uh, you know given you know how meticulously uh brentford's prepare for set pieces as we know uh and so it was just yeah very very uh concerning <laughs> for brentford without but, uh ivan tony um winning the penalty slotting it away nicely and then obviously boosted by that that red card decision um, it, you know, it was just attack against for the fence uh, for the second half. Um, I think Bournemouth did what they they could do with, with 10 men. It was a bit peculiar. I thought that Brooks was subbed off and not, uh, let's say, Dominic Solanke um, up front. Yes, OK, there's the argument that you need that Vogelbund, but at the same time, you need a player who can transition the pool between midfield and attack more than ever um, in a, in, in, when you have 10 men um they obviously backed themselves defensively to just you know shuttle the ball out to the wings and you know hopefully um deal with whatever bombardment came their way into the box um but, but you know that's how both of brentford's goals uh, came uh, in the second half um you know failing to clear uh, for the first goal and then you know Vitaly yan scoring a bit of a flukish goal um and then obviously you know uh, the ball in uh, for the first goal, which Marcus Force, you know, beat his man to, you know, flick home into the roof of the net uh, uh, for the second. Um, but it was it was very well deserved for Brentford. I thought, um, especially since uh, I I thought um, the the quality of Brentford going forward was lacking. Um, Brian and Boma had one too many, you know, misplaced passes, etc. For me, a few too many loose touches. Sergi Canos's balls into the box weren't quite, you know, of, of the expected quality uh and yeah ivan tony had an off day in front of gold despite you know scoring that penalty. He, sh- he you know shanked a few uh, uh crosses coming into the box i remember one yeah. coming from Mboma which he sky bright over um but overall uh brentford was certainly uh, uh worth worth the victory um and and yeah they had they have um uh, uh, a red card and they uh but a diligent performance from, from themselves. How
0: how, how do you think um, this performance will make them feel going into the final? Like, is it a confident, is it it like over two legs? Is it something they can carry um, a lot of hope from, or will they be a bit catchy given that they had to
1: come? Well, a lot of people have, you know, read into, you know, how the the parallels of last year's uh, uh, playoff semi for Brentford, where obviously they lost the, the away leg uh, 1-0 at Swansea and then came back in the second to, you know, give them the confidence for the Fulham final. Um, it's, it's so those typical intangibles that we associate with the playoffs um, a largely insignificant, I feel with Brentford, firstly, because of their playoff who do as a club, it kind of, you know, plagues, uh, you know, every, every other aspect of their preparations in a somewhat virulent manner. Um, and, it, you know, it, it's really difficult to drum out that mentality going into a final. But at the same time, Brentford, for every game, not 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 mind a, you know, a playoff final, they've been prepping for the entire season. Um, always, you know, meticulously prepared for every aspect of the game. It just so happens at Fulham were as well last year. Um, don't get me wrong, I expect Sonzi will be too. Um, but, but but yeah, it's as I say, it's just a question of how conscious those Brentford players are of that you know, uh, playoff record that is, that is haunting them. I think so. well, m-
0: many of them, I don't think, are particularly uh, uh, aware of the history of the club, of course. Um, many of them don't know of the uh, heady days in the fourth tier. So yeah. uh, I, I feel that, you know, I don't think they'll be stigmatised. It's a young, up-and-coming team and, uh, you know, it's a, it's the kind of team that can take them up in terms of their mentality. Um, secondly, of course, um, Brent, um, um, Swan, Swansea versus Barnsley. Uh, unfortunate for Barnsley, um, but nevertheless, um, it, it was a, a relatively close, closely for pride.
1: Um, yeah, I... Um, I know it's you know a bit of a stretch to say it because of how much you know Barnsley have overperformed the majority of people's expectations for them this season. Um, but at the same time, I was disappointed with Barnsley. um It's fine to get undone by two bits of quality. You know, that happens with any team and, you know, that is what happened after two very cagey first halves um, in, in either leg, you know, Andre in the first and Matt Grimes uh, with an absolute beaut of a finish with his left that so often happens um, in the second leg. But, but in both games, the, the onslaught that many people expected in that second half um, didn't quite happen. Um, it it took Barnsley until the 65th 70th minute really to really bang on the door in the second leg, um, and I think Valeshmel will you know will have been kicking himself that Barnsley weren't travelling down to the Liberty with at least yeah the, the scores being level, um, and then yeah even after you know Crawley Woodrow scored lovely goal that by the way from yeah. Barnsley you know brilliant driving one from Williams, um, nice cut back and a lovely um, crisp finish uh, from Woodrow. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's still after that um you know as i say not the onslaught expected and i mean that in part is down to just two of the most um it's ex- you know ironically experienced cultured well-measured calm displays we've ever seen in a playoff semi-final between two centre-backs in mark gay and ben Cabango. um you know I, it's it's a bit ironic if you compare that you know the just how solid those two were, you know, winning everything in the air against an aerially dominant team in Barnsley, Um, you know, considering, you know, both of them obviously, Mark Gay and Benga Banga, both still eligible for their country's under 21s, if they so wish. Um, And compare that to, you know, the display of, let's say Pontus Janssen for Brentford, you know, the so-called experienced head who, yes, he's famous for ricking him in big games, but you know, he he, and yeah, it it so proves because he was pretty shaky over the course of both legs. Uh, against bournemouth uh and so that bodes extremely well for swansea going into the final um i think you know cooper will probably stick with the four with the four three three and won't change um it's cruel on you know players who will be left on the bench who have been so pivotal for them at various stages in the season connor roberts the obvious example who you know lost his place to Carl norton in both legs at right back and you know yandanda as well who's you know so often been the spark at number 10 uh that swansea have lacked this season you know as the trek artist that you know link uh, that midfield and the attack as we mentioned that brooks is good at doing earlier um swansea have proved- um sorry
0: carry carry on as you were
1: off about swansea yeah um and if you know we have an arm that playoff final preview um swansea and brent Hello. You know, Swansea have had Brentford's number on various occasions over the last two seasons. And, you know, um, at the best of times in the playoffs, games are decided by moments of brilliance, individual quality, which has, you know, been what separated Swansea and Brentford over the last two seasons, not least in their playoff semi-final matchup last season. Um, and I think that'll only be amplified in the playoff final.
0: Yeah, um, indeed. Uh, Swansea and Brentford are, te- um, you know, whenever they played or have played, it, it has always been a pulsating encounter and one which has drawn quite a lot of attention. And um, again, you know, moving on to the uh, preview itself, um, you know, cagey game or goals.
1: Kg. Um...
0: <laughs> okay, more or less cagey well, than the, the Fulham game last year. Yeah,
1: let's hope. Um... It's just, you know, playoff finals are KG at the best of times. Swansea brentford game, the KG at the best of times. So logic and with so much at stake, you know, it, it, you know, suggests it'll only, you know, continue to be that case this, you know, this season. What I hope is that there's an early goal in this game because that will force the game to be opened up or change in one manner or the other, you know. Um, And given how, um, you know, Successful Brentford are from set pieces, and you know, given those moments of brilliance that Swansea have in their squad with Andrea, Jamal, Lowe, Connor Harahan, etc. Um, you know, an early goal is definitely not out of the question,
0: yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Well, you know, hopefully, we won't have to wait an extra time, but yeah, um, a low scoring game, but with an early goal possible, so that should be interesting, of course. Um, Moving on to League One, uh, do you want to start with
1: Oxford United Elf? get it out of the way. Yeah. Um, you know, in in a nutshell, the damage was done in the first leg, and you know, although we rallied in the in, in the return fixture, we did we couldn't quite cut it. Um, we've we conceded six goals over the course of the two legs, and four of them are within a five and a half minute period. Wow. That tells you all you need to know, really, about what went wrong. Um, And it's been the case so often in our season, you know, Um, it was a very even opening half an hour of the home leg against Blackpool where, you know, it played out as expected, you know, Blackpool looking to counter in that 4-4-2 with the pace up front of Sims and Yates that, you know, they've been so successful with during this season, us dominating the ball. Um, And then, you know, Mark Sipes gives away a stupid free kick. Josh Ruffles, you know, has a, you know, brain-dead moment in the box and, you know, fails to clear. That pull go one up and then, you know, a minute later, Sims, you know, with a lovely, you know, great bit of individual brilliance to bring the ball down, knock it inside and, you know, gets a bit lucky with deflection that goes in. We rally and then Sims scores again on the counter and, you know, the tie is more or less dead. Um, and it just made it when Matty Taylor obviously made it one nil after six minutes in the return leg and, you know, gave us that, that, that glimmer of hope. Um, it made it even even you know all the more painful. Um when we when we didn't follow through with that, sometimes you just get a feeling that it's not gonna be your day, it's gonna be theirs, and that was epitomized in Elliot Embleton's goal for Blackpool, which levelled up the score on the night. Um just an outrageously good goal. Um, you know, Russell Martin and Jimmy Ford has to bang a half Pointed to James Henry, you know, not doing his job and you know not covering the inside channel. Um, but at the same time, you know, some goals you just can't stop. Really, Sunderland look very stupid now, uh, loading Elliot Embleton to Blackpool, and now they're out of the players. Um, and then, yeah, it's it is frustrating. Um, I, I I also think you know, obviously, you know, each individual member of our back four are better going forwards than uh defending which is a bit uh worrying obviously sam long wasn't playing for us over the two legs but you know more atkinson both you know you know dropped two pretty poor defensive performances over the course of the two legs legs especially atkinson which handed us um, uh, hampered us excuse me and i do hope that any scouts who are watching atkinson over those two games might be put off and so we get to keep him next season um I was also puzzled, yes, I know we needed to go for the game and he hasn't been a a starter for us over the past month or so. We've been on such a good run, but I really did feel that we needed Alex Gorin in the return leg. Um uh but, but alas, it wasn't the case uh and yeah blackpool just deservedly going through over the course of the two legs and over the course of the season um you know as we've discussed they've been the best side in the league for the past 80 percent of the season and it's only really been hull and peterborough's quick start that you know just pushed them above the rest um come the end of the 46 games um and yeah although i was similarly impressed by lincoln in their semi against Sunderland, i would i would be absolutely shocked if Blackpool did, don't win the playoff final, um, they've also got a very good playoff record, um, unlike uh, Brentford. Well, just-
0: last time I remember the playoff final, uh, well, like, of course um, um against West Ham and eleven to twelve was when the decline started. But
1: since I then- and also um, they obviously it gets lost in history because no fans, well, f- extremely few fans went to attend it but they obviously beat Exeter in the League 2 playoff final in 2017 yeah. um, but as I say yeah it will just be <laughs> I think it is a bit mad really that Blackpool are going to have more fans at a Covid playoff final than, than a non-Covid playoff final. <laughs> Quite incredible really. Uh, that might be a unique stat that they get to you know, hold uh, uh, forever um, but yeah it will be nice that fans will you know, an entire fan base will be behind them this time round, um, and and yeah, as I say, I'd be I'd be very very surprised if they don't come out successful against the Lincoln side, who you know, similarly to Oxford, play an expansive 4-3-3, you know, uh, uh, their wishes, um, which is you know a, a a style of play and a form of play which Blackpool, to be brutally honest, easily dealt with against Oxford over the two legs. Mm hmm.
0: Um, move, moving on to a uh, Sunderland and Lincoln. Uh, again, disappointment for Sunderland, not even a final appearance, which is the least you'd expect from Lee Johnson after, you know, for a while we thought that they did win the league.
1: Yeah, but, um, it, it just, they have, I, I I know it's obvious, and it's, you know, yeah, it's obvious for, you know, any big club in League One, quite quite. but seriously, seriously, this summer is so big for Sunderland. Um, you know this is r- the summer where dreyfus really needs to you know stamp his mark oh. apparently his, his entire
0: family came over from france to watch that um, game
1: well um that is big commitment at this current time given the fact that i mean oh, look rich people seem to be exempt from most things uh but logically they'd have to do a healthy quarantine on their return to something france. tells
0: me they can afford oh. the pcr test south
1: yeah <laughs> exactly um And yeah, um, you know, finally get them running smartly because, you know, budgetary issues should be a thing of the past now um, because they've changed their model. They've got rid of those horrific contracts that most of our players were on when they first dropped in the championship and they've got a more wealthy owner, right? Uh, So there really are no excuses this summer and they really must push for a top two finish. As for Lincoln, um, they, they, much like... Novak Djokovic in a grand Sun final, you know, they timed their good moments well um, over the course of these two legs, um, which is really what you, which is, you know, exactly what you have to do in a playoff semi semifinal. Um, you know, they had a really, really positive 20-minute spell um, midway through the second half in that first leg, which, you know, got them ahead in the tie. Obviously helped by a bit of a clangor from Lee Burge. Um it was, you know, as, as so many of Sunderland's games have been since Johnson's taken over, it could have gone either way, you know, hit that Sunderland, tip the bar with the corner um, a few minutes after halftime. Um, and conversely, uh, in that, uh, in the return leg at the Stadium of Light in the opening 20 minutes, you know, Sunderland got the rub of the green with those balls into the box, which, you know, Aidan McGee to Charlie White one last time uh, for the season was nice to see. Um, but when you're leaving uh lincoln's target man striker tom hopper unmarked uh on the penalty spot from a corner all six foot four of him um, <laughs> you know it, it it really does beg a belief and it must have infuriated lee johnson um I, th- I thought it was pretty pitiful the way they tried to get back into the game for the remaining 30 minutes you know just uh, eerily I, I i got i got ptsd you know it gave me all the reminders of england against iceland at euro 2016 of just aimlessly hoofing the ball into the box um you know when you just know nothing's gonna come of it um and so yeah i, I think overall over the course of the two legs uh, lincoln deserved to uh, get that one minute performance yeah um of course um well of
0: course it, at a later date we'll discuss the Implications for Sunderland long term of another season in League One, but um yeah, Lincoln continue their uh, meteoric rise from uh, non-League obscurity when they were playing Arsenal as the only non-League team in the FA Cup to uh, on the cusp of Championship football. I, mean, well, I don't remember yeah. them being ever so good. I mean,
1: in um, the uh, I think this is Lincoln's uh, first opportunity to be back in the second tier since 1961. Wow. Well. Um. Obviously, you um, mentioned Liverpool were in the actual...
0: second tier back then. Pun. Liverpool were in the second tier back then, so that's
1: yes. some opportunity. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a nice little knowledge bomb there. Um, but uh, obviously in sixteen seventeen season, as you mentioned, when Lincoln went on the FA Cup on in non league, uh, Lincoln were in the national league, and Sunderland were in the Premier League that season. Wow. Sixteen seventeen, and that you know doomed Moy's season, which is easy to forget. Um the season which, you know, made, you know, is best known really for Jordan Pickford having a blinder, Where he got this Everton move in his England debut. Um And so, yeah, that uh, is just quite remarkable, really. And just highlights, you know, Lincoln's meteoric rise, really. And I mean, they have a chance to complete it. And either way, I'll be happy of the outcome of the League One playoff final because if Blackpool win, Blackpool deserve it more and they deserve to go up. If Lincoln win, then Michael Appleton is managing a team in the championship, uh which will make me very, very happy indeed.
0: Mm-hmm. Fascinating. And finally, um a quick word on League Two Alf, this is all you of course.
1: Um Yeah, uh both teams who uh just just a quick mention actually, uh kick about uh we've called we called a, a five out of six correctly. In wow. terms of the semifinals, we only missed uh, Barnsley against Swansea, Um, but the other five semi-finals we called correctly, so I think that's a that's a little mini applause uh, of me and Yuaki. Um again, similarly, either way for the League two playoff final, I'll be happy. Um, if Morecambe win, then, you know, the outstanding work that Derek Adams has done this season and, you know, a miracle season really for Morecambe will be rewarded. Um, and if Newport win, then Michael Flynn will be rewarded for his work at Newport over the past three or four seasons. You know, the countless cup runs that they've uh, done with, you know, giant killings along the way. Um, all this, all it, all of it happening, you know, when Michael Flynn wants to play an expensive brand of football and has been, you know, just... You know, plays by that Rodney Point pitch, um, you know, the near misses of promotion that have come their way in that time, you know, losing to Tranmere in that playoff final in 2019. Uh, and it was just the return leg at Forest Green. I mean, it probably wouldn't have gone ahead, really, um, if it were a normal game of the season, given the rain was absolutely pelting down and, you know, it was puddle ball come uh, extra time. Uh, but it just an absolute, another absolutely brilliant Plough semi-final, excuse me, and reminds us why we love the Plough so much. Kevin Ellison, um, you know, with a, with a worldie for Newport, 42 years old, and he's still got it. And uh, the narrative is set uh, for the... Um, uh, playoff final because obviously Kevin Ellison when he scored for Newport at Morecambe earlier this season he ran over to Derek Adams and you know screamed in his face as a, a kind of eff you to the way he says he was treated at Morecambe you know at the end of his um, incredibly law spell with the club uh, it will be a fascinating playoff final a bit of a <laughs> uh, an interesting matchup of style, shall we say? I mean, it was, you know, as we joked in, in our previous kick about if it is a Newport, Morecambe playoff final, I'd like the possessions that's or even more interesting. The past completion rate for the game will probably not be pretty reading. Um, but it will, it will be an entertaining game, I'm sure, um, as all playoff finals are, you know, just because of the jeopardy of them. Um, and yeah, both sides deserve to win their respective semi finals. Morecambe, especially, with an incredibly um, measured performance away at Tramir. Um, I think, uh, Aki, first game in football history, maybe, where two different players have scored two different goals, both using uh, their unmentionables. <laughs> oh, wow. it. Oh, well, um, well. Which uh, was, was, a, was a bit of a weird quirk. Um, um, yeah.
0: Of course, you'll be watching all three playoff finals, Alf. Yes, it. it's,
1: well, I mean, they're all, you know, three o'clock kickoffs on a bank holiday weekend. It's what it's all about. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I really can't wait, um, especially for next Saturday, you know, the playoff final followed by Champions League final feast. Yeah, great view. Great day. Great day. Yeah,
0: indeed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, um, I think that's our, we've commented on everything, that's our playoff um, review wrapped up. Um, we'll be back soon with our Euro 2021 preview, which will be a bumper show. So, um, yeah, it, 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 it'll be a big one. And uh, we'll, we'll and I, I think I'll, we'll review the group stage when that's done. Um, yeah. And then and then finally, we'll do a full Euro 2021 review as well. So we're not as regular, of course, but we will still be we'll still be providing content. So thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you. Bye Bye. from me and bye from Alf. Enjoy your football.